With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Purple Rain was the feature debut of an up-and-coming artist named Prince in the revolution and consequently created a musical revolution, establishing Prince as a superstar and a musical genius. And if you didn't really know Prince before, you're probably not going to like him now. (laughs) This is 80s Movie Guide. A guide to what's wrong with your parents. I'm Riley Roberts. And I'm Tara McNamara. Purple Rain is about the personal and professional lives of aspiring musicians in the Minnesota music scene. And how there's a lot of abuse. (laughs) Yeah, it's not pretty. It's not really pretty. And no one's doing anything about it. I mean, that's... (laughs) I was... Shocked to rewatch this movie. It is not how I remembered it. And by the way, of course, I, I didn't get to see it when it came out. I was too young. Um, people were listening to Prince at the at the point of Purple Rain. We had Little Red Corvette, 1999. He he was a star, but he wasn't the mega star that he is now. Yeah. And um and and what's shocking (laughs) is that you know with this album which everyone had you could be nine years old you had the album purple rain and so more people had the album than had seen the movie because the movie was rated r appropriately so yeah (laughs) um and so i have seen it but i i certainly didn't see it in the context of being a kid or being a parent and especially being a parent in our more progressive times now Okay, I think that Prince is a douche. (laughs) In the movie, at least. No, I mean, isn't it portrayed about his life? Well, that's the thing. So it's semi-autobiographical. So the the moments of Purple Rain that really are very similar are the relationships between all the musicians. So that really was his band. Um, He really had that conflict with Wendy and Lisa, that is a, you know... A, Which is another reason he's a douche. Yeah, the, well, the way he treats... He, he or his character, the kid, treats all women other than his mother in the movie. But, um, but, but that issue of are we, you know, are we a band and we're equally contributing to the rise of our band? Or are we just supporting you and you becoming a star? And that, you know, that is a common thing bands go through, but that was definitely something that... Prince and the Revolution were really experiencing. And then there were, Prince's dad was a musician who had, you know, who who had had some success and really had kind of fizzled out. Fizzled out. And so those elements were true. So apparently what had happened was they, they had a script. And then when they found the director, uh, he thought, well, the only way to do this really is you, you got to go to Minnesota. You got to l- understand the music scene. And in talking to Prince, he got more elements of that, which he put in, but it does appear that his parents had an abusive relationship. By the way, 
I thought, as many I think people did, say, oh, Prince is, I didn't realize he had a white parent. Well, he doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> well, I when I saw his mom, okay, first of all, I thought she was Hispanic. I didn't okay. think she was white. Well, I don't know why. I just, she yeah, had she like. Yeah, she could go either way. Yeah, she had like that. She had the Abalonia look. She you know? she was ethnically ambiguous, yeah. which is currently the hottest thing to be. Exactly. Yeah, so, for actors. They want you to be ethnically ambiguous. That So, like, I, that makes sense. And then I looked at Prince and I was like, yeah, he's like. Yeah. He's, like, light skin. Like, mm-hmm. oh, that makes sense. I know. You're just like, oh, I didn't realize that. Okay. Yeah. And then, no, no. That's, that's not true. But um, <laughs> but he's playing a character. And, and uh, given how violent this film is and, and how women are treated and how sexist it is, um, uh, he has he doesn't do many interviews, or he didn't, rather, didn't do many interviews at the time. Um, he, in his later years, did more, but was very publicity shy. And so much later, he talked about this film and just said, you know, as far as he, you know, he had never been in a movie before. And so he thought, well, it's a movie. It's fictional. You know, I'm a character and didn't realize that people would put portray him as that, that people would see him that way. Cause you're yeah. like, dude, like, why would you <laughs> be this guy? But let's, okay. But so in talking about what's wrong with your parents, the problem with this film is that, you know, uh, Prince is basically, it, it's hard to see this, but like he was a sex, like he was all about sex. He was the most sexual creature on the planet at the time, which he's 5'3", and like this, <laughs> he's a little sex imp is what he is. Right? He looks hella gay. <laughs> I know, well, he's very, I mean, I think there were a lot of influences at the time. Um, I think creatives in general and creative men have a more of an ability to be more gender fluid in that way and, and, and always have been and able, like Mick Jagger was very manly, but he, you know, has been known to wear very feminine looking clothes and, um, the lead singer of Aerosmith, same thing, you know, like these are old rockers, but remember you can see it in the opening scenes that, that David Bowie influence is still, around in the early 80s where people were wearing space makeup and on that same note you know lisa's outfit of basically being in a garter belt and thigh highs and lingerie right (laughs) i mean you know we saw that in um we talked about that in foxes lisa lisa so wendy and lisa are the two female lisa does that i thought apollonia does that oh apple oh yeah apollonia totally does that <laughs> she's in a teddy you know i mean but i was you know there's a scene where lisa who is a lesbian just you know like i mean i don't know oh, that's yeah. not super relevant to anything but um you know does is basically they, pretending she's giving fellatio on stage to prince yeah during that scene I, oh yeah yeah uh, I was really confused. They made that kind of a big deal, but it wasn't a big deal. Yeah. Unless no, it's just like including it. Oh, yeah. They, yeah, they kept adding scenes that just like didn't really need to be added, you know? Mm-hmm. Like that, that, there was no point for that. Um, for that? I know. Yeah. It, I, well, and that's kind of the purpose of the movie, I think. I mean, what the movie really is is concert in a way. It's just... It's yeah, that's what I footage. did not like about it. it I knew was so we, boring. Yeah, so the, we're do, recording this during the quarantine, and Riley is quarantining with her best friend. So we watched it separately. But when I, I was like, "Oh, this is going to be just driving you crazy." That we just go through entire songs. Oh, and now here's another song, and here's another song. You yeah. know, for me, it was fun because again, when I was a kid, I had the entire album, so I knew all of those songs. And right. even though they don't still get airplay. 
for me, I was like, oh yeah, you know, and it's kind of fun to see him perform it. Um, yes, but okay. I just like, there's so much to cover with this film. The <laughs> okay. Apollonia clothing. You know, is... you know what we should cover first? Let's just cover Apollonia first okay. before we get into any of the eighties things. Okay. Um, what the fuck <laughs> is wrong with her? She has, I swear to God, she was like, I don't know what it was about Prince. She was so infatuated by him, but the the scene at the lake where he just he goes up to her, he goes, get on my bike. And he just takes her to this random lake where no one's at and then tells her that she's not going to make it as a superstar because she would never pass initiation, which is to jump in a lake, a certain lake. And so she, what does she do? She just takes off all of her clothes, mm-hmm. jumps in. Yeah. Right? Uh, okay. That's very um spontaneous cool whatever Mm -hmm. you're hot whatever nice titties yeah then respect (laughs) then (laughs) he watches her laughs get on his bike and drives off right and she still continues to get back on the bike and continues to hang out with him buys him a guitar right when she's dead broke (laughs) right because she doesn't want to upset him with the news that she's about to give which she knows is going to upset him he still got upset. <laughs> what was yeah. the point of buying a guitar? Well, so I, I think that what this movie really is, is the breakdown of a toxic relationship. I mean, you know, if you want to look at it from the character sense, that's the relationship his parents are in. You know, I, by the way, how weird he shows her, there's my parents while they're fooling around. Like, that's yeah. looking through a window. Ew. Yeah. What? Eh. But beyond that, um, that's the example he has and the example that he knows isn't healthy. But yet, from the moment they meet, it is a creepy, toxic relationship. Like, he sees her, walks behind her, and stands too close. She's visibly uncomfortable and yet trying to make that connection, right? She moved to town because she's trying to make it, and there's a a Minnesota music scene, uh, which... I was actually there surprised. I didn't know there was a Minnesota music scene. I kind of think Prince created the Minnesota music scene in general, uh, whatever there was. I think he's the one who made it a deal um, with that um, that club that they, they have in the film. But so that's already like super <laughs> weird. And then, of course, when she goes to say something very awkwardly to him, he's gone. And then we have this scene where, you know, he takes her to the lake and is playing mind games with her. Yeah. He's playing mind games with Wendy and Lisa as well. You know, the way he's treating them, the way he talks to them. Uh, The whole thing. And then once he comes back for her on the bike and he keeps fake driving off. I mean, I'm just like, these are all the red flags, okay? (laughs) That you should not go any further in this relationship. But it just continues and Celeste saw that scene and she was like, I would have walked in my heels. I don't care. I would not have gotten back on that bike. Yeah. Right. I would have gotten back on the bike. Well, because this is 1984. I mean, think I think that's part of the thing, right? So he's a sexy musician who seems very in control and is obviously very talented. And we do allow celebrities, especially geniuses or creatives who, who just have that kind of talent the the things that we allow them to get away with as a society is astonishing and those guys uh and i'm sure there's some women who are like this but you know you've got your naomi campbells but like these guys in general um you know find wife after wife 
after wife after wife who will accept this behavior for a limited time <laughs> before they bail. Yeah. And, and, you know, you have all of the music managers and everybody who continues to allow it to happen and people don't leave. And that's, that's why it continues. I mean, but you know, and, and I think right now because of the me too movement, we're starting to turn that around. But the fact that Apollonia, that he says that, well, you wouldn't be willing to pass the initiation and she knows what that means she knows what she has to do, and she does it, is uh, a, an idea of what was going on at the time. That, okay, I'm obviously going to have to get sexual or sh- do something, you know, with this guy if he's going to help me with my career. I mean, there's no suggestion that's not the case. It's pretty clear yeah. that that's the terms. And that's why he got mad when she was going to join the other guy's group. Yeah. Because he knew. In the meantime, like Morris Day said, uh, he was self-absorbed, self-centered, and didn't help anyone but himself. And at the point where she does join, or Morris Day, and he creates a group around her, which is the right thing for her, at that point, the kid has done nothing. You know, he's done nothing to help her. He's just, you know, okay, but here's what he did do. The, The one thing I'll give you is this. There is not really a sex scene in the movie what there is is a foreplay scene and i was like that's what you didn't get in 80s movies (laughs) is any foreplay there was just like instant penetration with her like oh oh you know total and you're you're like just shake your head and watch now you know if only it were that easy (laughs) but creating false expectations for young women who are just getting started on their sexual journeys, you know, like, and think that that's how it's going to be. So I was like, kudos to Prince for that moment. But yes, continuing on though with the Apollonia thing, I mean, the idea that she is fully performing in a Teddy and sexy lingerie, um, you know, can only, you can only exist as a musician if you are a male fantasy, which still continues today. I mean, everyone, Rihanna, um, uh, Ariana, uh, like, I mean, I still see all of these pink. I mean, I still see all of these performers who perform in almost nothing, you know, wearing an, essentially a, a swimsuit, you know, the yeah. same coverage. So that thing where you have to be sexy and alluring and sexual well, uh, what confused me is in the beginning when they're talking about the group, the guy was like, I want sexy, but not too sexy. Oh, but no, then- sexy, but not dirty is what oh. he said. Right. And then you're uh, right. And we all watching here, the rest of your family, while we were other than your little brother, um, watching this together. When we see Apollonia, we were like, you know, that's not dirty. <laughs> your, your older brother was like, that's uh, that's dirty. And you're like, well, that's sexy, but not dirty for 1984. <laughs> But I do have to say, I did love, like, all of her outfits. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But, again, she's broke, but she has some, like, damn fine leather. Yeah. And her <laughs> prints are, like, matching most of the time. Like, yeah. to be honest. Yeah. Like, they both looked the same. Yeah. Um, the idea that she comes out of performing her her big night 
and she's only still wearing the teddy out on the street just to cape over it. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I feel like all performers would change and put regular clothes on. And if you've worn a teddy and that kind of sexy lingerie, um, it's not that comfortable. Like, teddies are meant to be worn for very short periods of time. They are meant mainly to come off soon. Uh, so I found the whole thing unlikely. But then, of course, here Prince comes. It is it, just continuing on with our toxic relationship theme. It is her night. It is her big moment. This is the biggest moment in her career. He comes along, runs it, mm-hmm. right? Pushes the the guy who believed in her and gave her this opportunity into you know, into whatever that was, the garbage, orders her on the bike, takes her out to a remote area where she's only wearing a railroad. Yeah. You know, hits her and leaves her. Doesn't he leaves her there? She leaves. Yeah. She leaves. But again, who knows where she is? Yeah. She doesn't have money for cab fare. So I don't know how she's getting home. She's drunk as hell. And drunk as hell. And in a teddy. Yeah. Like, okay. Like, who doesn't get raped in that scenario? I mean, I guess Minnesota people were very I nice. They were, well, it was just really cold, and they were the only <laughs> ones out. I don't know. I mean, it's just... Yeah, why are you wearing a teddy in Minnesota? Out. It, it's insane. But, but, but the way that this impacts young viewers, you know, who are watching this movie, whether they should or shouldn't, but, you know, maybe they're 13, 14, 12. I mean, Prince had a substantial following. Like I said, this made him a superstar. The album... They already had put out, I think, When Doves Cry at the point that the movie came out. So, which made no sense to anybody. You know, nobody knew what that song was about until you saw the movie. So there was so much hype that there were a lot of teenagers uh, seeing this rated R movie. And then what does that do? In your head, you know, you, you get the idea that, oh, okay, like, that's okay. Like, she continues to go back to him. And at the end of the film... Right? What happens? He 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 has, has he performs his his heart out. He leaves it all on the stage, uh, and and she goes backstage, crying. Right? And then she whispers in his ear. She comes to him. Yeah. And, and everything's okay. Out. Yeah. And then he's got to go back on stage. Right? <laughs> and so it's like, how do you take the ending? Like, how do you feel? Do you feel he grew? No. As a person? I feel like he wrote a couple songs because his dad shot himself in the head. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's but what happened. Do you think that means he's going to treat women better because he used Wendy and Lisa's beat, you know, because he used the, the music that they composed and wrote a song around it? Does that mean now he's cool and the way he treats all women is fine? No. No. <laughs> and, and, I mean, and of course he's not the only one because Morris Day, even though he does give Apollonia a shot, we see the same kind of misogyny from him. Mm-hmm. Um, the, when he sees the girl that he'd been sleeping with. And his friend threw him in the dumpster. Literally throws her in a dumpster. Yeah. When we saw that, me and Celeste looked at each other like, uh, <laughs> like, what do you say to that? I know. You're like, how is this in a movie? And then, um, and then later with the dancers, you know, the, the two women who were, they're like, can we just do our choreography? No, of course, their choreography isn't good enough. They're basically just putting them in positions mm-hmm. to look at them sexually and taking advantage of the situation and, and you know, just continue to be gross guys. <laughs> and this is okay. This tells young men that it's okay to treat women like this because Morris Day and Prince are, you know, super cool. You know, and by, and by the way, so again, when we were talking back to 
how this revolt, how this was similar to Prince's life. Morris Day was a high school friend of his. Um, they grew up together. They were in their first band together. So they were, um, you know, so they did have that familiarity and that, and that rivalry as well. So all of that kind of thing that is sort of similar, but, uh, I don't know. The, the whole thing is just really shocking. Well, let's talk about the finale when his, when he comes on stage to perform Purple Rain. So he dedicates the song to his father and then, but the lyrics of Purple Rain, did you catch that? Did you notice? I honestly was really lost. <laughs> I, he's like, I never wanted to be your weekend lover. <laughs> I just want to be some kind of friend, you know, uh, what is it? Baby, I, mean, I, I see think you with he another. He dedicated it to his dad because I think it might have been his dad's song. Oh, that maybe that was part. That makes sense because he found all of the papers all of the pages and, and then incorporated. Okay, that actually makes more sense. I was like, why would you sing this like love song to a girl and then dedicate it to your dad? Okay, you know what? I missed that. Yes, that makes sense. So that was weird to me. But then when he goes back on the stage, right? He follows this emotional song with this jaunty, upbeat song called I Will Die For You, where you do a pantomime of putting a gun to your head every time you sing the chorus, which, of course, is how his dad tried to just kill himself. And it's, like, really inappropriate. Yeah. <laughs> um, did his dad actually try and kill himself? Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Did you, did you think that Prince shot? What did you think happened? No, I mean like oh, in the real, real life. life prince. I don't think so. Okay. Yeah, I think that was just added in for the movie, and uh, apparently that is um, something that Prince disagreed with. He thought that he thought that the dad kills himself. That a dad doesn't survive it. Yeah, I was really surprised that he survived. There's mm -hmm. like there are ways to survive a suicide with a bullet to the head, but like. I mean, I'm, they didn't really show the scene, but come on. I actually think that that was, uh, I don't know. What do you think? Do you think that it's more impactful in film to show people killing themselves and succeeding or more impactful to show people not killing, successfully killing themselves and then having, you know, being, um, uh, like disabled or having, um, you know, brain issues after, or, you know what I mean? Like, cause to me, I think if you're suicidal and you see these examples of people killing themselves and then people mourning and oh I miss them so much oh I didn't treat them right oh you know that that's more encouraging of suicide but if you see people fail <laughs> you know with likely like with a very painful consequence which is what you see as he's like shaking on the ground you're like oh because see I always think like whenever I've been in my very darkest moments and that those those thoughts occur to me I just think no, see, I would like live, but then I'd be paralyzed, you know, or something. It just wouldn't go like I think, so it's better just to grin and bear it. Every single person I've talked to failed. Oh, really? What do you mean? Literally. <laughs> just kidding. Get it? Because they're still alive. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ha. <laughs> um, one thing that I want to share about the film that I found really interesting is sort of the ballsy nature of it, but that Prince, who'd had, who who was successful, right? I mean, he was he was burgeoning. He was a quickly rising star. He he was bigger in the black community than he was. That he told his managers and said, um, 
you need to get me a feature film deal or you're fired. <laughs> and so they did. And so they did, but with the caveat of, you know, you can't go get Martin Scorsese, you know, you can't go get like these really amazing directors to take on this this actor, you know, this this musician who's never acted before, who, you know, isn't the biggest act on the planet and, and build around him. So they had a, a, a TV writer who wrote the initial script uh, had ne- and by the way, didn't go on to make I don't think made another feature film after that. And then a first time straight out of USC director. And so this director that they found had had done a, a student film on jazz and then he had edited this film called Reckless, which we need to watch with um, Diane Lane, which is about music. So from those two things, and, and so he had been asked to try and get it to the Reckless director. He did. That director was like, uh, no, thank you, I pass. And this is, of course, based on that first script, which wasn't good. And then, and not, not that I'm saying <laughs> that Purple Rain script is great, because it's not. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> um, and then he just, because he's young and he doesn't know, when, he, when, when, they, uh, when, the manager come, when Prince's manager comes back around and asks him what he thinks, you know, he's like, well, here's what's wrong. What's wrong is your script. And he starts saying, you know, here's all the things you need to do. And because you have the people who are trying to get the movie made, they don't know anything about the film industry. You got this kid who's like edited one feature film and he seems to know what he's talking about. They're like, okay. And so everyone on the film was brand new, you know? And so that's why this is not something that the performances are fantastic. And it's not, you know, and these are all Prince and his friends making a movie together, Yeah. but still it really did make an impact. And what's also fascinating is that he, um, Prince really didn't like, to do publicity. He didn't like to do interviews. And leading up to this moment, I mean, Purple Rain is really its own unique film and that you have not a musical biopic, you know, exactly, but a film featuring all of your music, you know, all of an artist's music where they're the star, semi, semi autobiographical. Um, there really hadn't, that really hadn't existed before. But leading up to it, we did have some examples. You know, music videos were a thing that was going. We, when we did Foxes, we talked about that Casablanca and Polygram music labels were like, hey, if we put our music in films, people will buy our music and they'll get more airplay. So this is a good plan. And then we also had some examples of a band called The Who, who I'm sure you're not familiar with, had put out. Oh, I didn't know that. (laughs) I just assumed. But yeah, so they had a rock opera called Tommy that people really wowed about, which was, you know, kind of similar in nature. And so you had some examples of this. And then, um, uh, and then in, in starting, I think the earliest example I know of is The Graduate and, um, uh, Shaft and Harold and Maude had used one artist's music as the soundtrack. So you had things leading up to it saying, hey, this is probably a good idea, which is, I'm sure, how he got the idea to to do it. But Well, he sounds like a douche to me. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, I think that all of the things that I have heard about Prince as a person is that he's actually... Um, that he he was. I keep talking about him in the present tense as if he's still Rest alive. Rest in peace. Yeah, but that that he was a that he was a pretty good guy. Like I mean, I haven't really heard stories to the contrary. Have you seen the new girl episode that he's in, where they go to his oh, house for and, the party and he sings with Zoe Deschanel? Yeah, who I think 
uses her celebrity to get herself opportunities to sing. I think she's... I think she does that too. <laughs> she's just such a terrible singer, in my opinion. <laughs> I don't think she's a terrible singer, but I don't think that she should get like assigned to a label. Like, yeah, definitely not. I don't think it warrants... No, I right. think she should keep it to TV shows, goofy songs. <laughs> yes, or coffee shop performances. Exactly. <laughs> That's exactly where she and him belong. In my opinion, in my opinion, I respect that other people might like the music more. I just don't know any of those people. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well did one more question. Did Apollonia was she like a real person? Yeah, and they and she really did date Prince. Okay. So, but by the way, <laughs> this might be the thing that I, I I I respect less about Prince and seems similar to the movie <laughs> is that all of these female artists, uh, Carmen Electra was one of them. Um, you know, he would basically take these women and be like, okay, I will give you a song and I will do, and I will help you launch your career. But he was always sleeping with them. Right. You know, it was never out of being friends. Right. <laughs> there seemed to be a cost attached. Um, there was a, a singer named Sheena Easton who was Australian and she'd had a couple of songs and she was seemed pretty squeaky clean and innocent and then she dates Prince and then she has a song called Sugar Walls which yes mean you know the inside of your vagina that's fine so, <laughs> <laughs> um oh I know I did want to see what your reaction was to Darling Nikki oh um again part of the toxic relationship where he's singing a song to her and she run you know yeah. it's directed at her that's mean yeah I thought that was kind of messed up but also, I feel like she was really overdramatic about it. And she was at a business meeting, kind of. Well, she was at a, yeah. At a, they were at, it's, it's a business, kind of. Yeah, yeah. That's for her career. Right. And she just gets up and runs. That just shows, like... Well, I mean, put yourself in no, that I know, position. But you're like, you're, uh, you're but, there. You're trying to... But no one knows that that's about you. No. but But if someone is... Even if someone's... This is just part of the whole but, but, thing of why he's such a jerk. So when someone's singling you out, looking at you, pointing at you in a huge concert, singing this song with terrible lyrics, uh, shaming you. I mean, he's shaming her. You would feel that. You know, you would feel it. It would be hard. It, would, it, it really would just be so humiliating. I, I can't imagine that it would, be, it would be very difficult to have a different reaction, I think. I would feel it, but I would probably talk to the boss and be like, you do realize what he's doing right now, right? Well, do you think would, that's okay? Yeah. Do you, do you think that this is fine? Do you see all of these people dancing? No. No one's having a fun time. Yeah. You right. could just use it to your advantage. Well, you could see his manager, right? Yeah. And everyone. No, everyone was there. And everyone at that table would have backed her up, too. And in the club, because they were like, that's not okay. Yeah. You know, you can't sing songs like, like, that's not appropriate. That's not okay. And you're like, okay. Like, and it wasn't. I mean, in 1984 had its, you know, wide parameters yeah. of what was acceptable. And that song was not acceptable. And so, what I want you to think about is, again, every kid had the soundtrack. And every kid heard that song. So have you ever heard of Tipper Gore and um, the, 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 what did she call it? The, well, you, you know, parental advisory. Mm -hmm. Okay. It's because of Darling Nikki. Oh. So Al Gore was vice president and Tipper Gore was his wife. And when this came out, then she started this organization of parents to say, we need to put 
label, all she wanted to do was put labels on albums saying explicit lyrics, just so parents knew. Now, I, of course, at the time was very similar to you, and I was outraged. I mean, <laughs> outraged. I mean, she wasn't saying you can't, she, you know, it was censorship, and everybody said that. She wasn't trying to censor it. She just said, hey, <laughs> let's just put a label so parents know what they're buying their kids when they want something, and, you know. Um, because, of course, on, on uh, the radio, they would edit the lyrics. Right. Uh, and so that's where that started. And it was a whole uproar and people got so upset <laughs> now, but you know, in the end, and it took a long time, we have, <laughs> she won and now we have, and is it hurting anybody? No, it's not. You know, it's just letting parents know. So, well, there's also video games rated M for mature. Right. And these are these are nice warnings and guidelines to have. I mean, there was nobody saying you had to be 17 to buy a, an album with explicit lyrics. <laughs> you know, there was no one was going to card you with your student ID, <laughs> make sure you were in high school or anything. Um, all right. Well, I think that we've covered that uh, Purple Rain is both amazing and a horror show <laughs> of influence. So I think we've covered it for today. Yeah. All right, well, I'm Tara McNamara. I'm Riley Roberts. This is 80s Movies, a guide to what's wrong with your parents. Uh, you can follow us on all social media. Mm-hmm. Like Instagram and Twitter and Facebook. And maybe the website, too. At 80s Movie Guide. Talk. <laughs> That's about it. <laughs> I never meant to call you when you With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.